0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is a Fast Break Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. Alongside me, as always, is Ricky Wimmer. What's up, what's up, guys? And Dave Oster. Hey, everybody. And uh, this one's going to be a special one. Ricky and Mark did this on the Onside Kick, and we're going to take it over on the Fast Break because we're filthy copycats. We are going to do a mock draft 1 through 30 uh, on this podcast. So we're going to go through 1 through 30 uh, of the NBA uh, mock draft. Uh, Usually I do these on our website, but we're going to do it strictly on the podcast uh, right now. In the link below. You can see our picks um, if you're on YouTube, and I think on uh, yep. Blog Talk it'll mm-hmm. be. Uh, you can find it as well in the description. Uh, but pretty much what we're gonna do is we're gonna go one through ten. Uh, that's gonna be one segment on YouTube. Uh, Eleven through twenty, that's gonna be one segment on uh, YouTube, and then twenty-one through thirty, that's gonna be one segment on YouTube. And if you're on Block Radio, it's the whole thing. If you're listening on BlockTech Radio, thank you so much for downloading us. If you're on YouTube, what's up? How's it going? So. First off, boys, we're gonna get into the mock draft. Mm-hmm. You know, usually, this is my thing, but I, I, I guess I'm being gracious. You just share um, with us. I'm being gracious and I'm letting you open. So this is, your, I mean, Dave, we're popping your cherry. This is your first mock draft. <laughs> I don't think it is. Cool. I think it is on the fast. I feel like on the fast break. Maybe on the fast break. On the
1: fast
2: but break. I, I've been doing these you, for years. I don't think you've ever done an actual NFL mock draft either.
0: I've been doing this for like, like four years, now. Okay. but like I think somewhere in there I've done it. On the podcast. There's on the podcast. On, on Most Valuable Podcast. Maybe, maybe pop, you're right. We're popping your shirt. Maybe you're right. And uh, Ricky, you're, you're usually NFL stuff. Yeah. So uh, we're, we're, we're doing NBA mock drafts. Uh, first off, first pick, Boston. They got it from uh, New, New York. I was going to say New Jersey. Brooklyn. Uh, Jesus Christ. I'm still, in, Brooklyn. I'm still in Jason Kidd days. Uh, <laughs> Boston's the number one pick. They got it from Brooklyn. Who is your number one pick, Ricky?
2: I'm going to be bold, and I'm going to go with Lonzo Ball. And the reason being is this is a pick where if you say Markel Fultz or you say Lonzo Ball, I feel like you can justify either one. I mean, Markel Fultz is basically... I think if you go Fultz, it's worth thinking Isaiah Thomas is going to walk. But, in fact, I look at it, we already got Isaiah Thomas. You already got Marcus Smart. At the shooting guard position is where I would put Lonzo and having him and Bradley at that two with Isaiah and Smart at that one. I think Ball might be the better fit for Boston, although you could go at Fultz,
0: too. I, I mean, I just disagree there just because I don't see Lonzo as a shooting guard. His best ability is his passing and his yeah, distribution of being a leader, so I, I don't know about that, but I mean, I, I agree that, you know, talent-wise, Lonzo and, and Markel uh, could be seen as mm-hmm. even, um, Dave, but Lonzo Ball is one of your most overrated prospects, so I'm thinking you're yeah. not going Lonzo Pujols. Yeah, go
1: I'm on. definitely going with Markel Fultz here. I think he is the star of the draft. I think he is just uber talented he got to show it off in college it's a shame he didn't have a team around him but you know what? He's gonna fit really nicely in Boston, and I think he comes in the league and he's one of the instant impact guys. Yeah,
0: and I mean, Markel Fultz has been my number one pick since the first mock draft. He's gonna stay there. Uh, I just think he's super well rounded and he's gonna fit well into Boston. And, you know, obviously he didn't have the team around him. Obviously he didn't have the success like Lonzo Ball did or Josh Jackson did. But he's just um, got in, that in knack the for getting
1: to the hoop. And
0: but he's a he great scorer, yeah. great facilitator, can rebound. Um, his defense is a little lackluster, but that's the biggest thing. And I mean, you look at. I mean Isaiah Thomas right now, I and mean, Isaiah Thomas isn't the best defender, and you know Boston's been able to hide it a little bit. So yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I mean they're they're going to be used to similar players. I mean obviously Markel's much bigger than Isaiah Thomas mm-hmm. uh, can do a lot more at least physically. So um, I'll go with Markel Fultz there. I think he's he's the best player in this draft in my mind. Uh, I think easily number two though. Um, when we move on to the second pick, that's Phoenix's pick, um, and this is before the lottery has happened. So uh, right mm-hmm. now they have the second. Best chances to get the number one pick to win the lottery. Um, But Phoenix sitting at two right now um, before the lottery. I think the second best player overall is Josh Jackson. I have the Phoenix Suns taking Josh Jackson at number two. Ricky, who do you have?
2: Well, this is a pick where even beforehand, when we were kind of talking about before we hit the record button, I was like, you know what? If I'm going with best talent, I'm going faults and I'm going ball. They're at kind of 1A, 1B. You can put them however you want. But I look at the Suns and I go, even with ball off my board, I can't go with Fultz. I can't even go with a ball because looking at the point guard position, there's so many point guards there. Yeah. That why would they add a fourth there? They got mm-hmm. Bloodzone Knight and Euless already. Why would you add a fourth in either ball or fault? So that's why I think Justin Jackson might be Josh Jackson. the pseudo, yeah, Josh Jackson <laughs> might be the pseudo number two pick. Just because they could use a small forward more so than a point guard.
1: Yeah, I think the the problem with Phoenix, and it's not even a problem. It's just they they so many guards. You mentioned mm-hmm. it. They've got they're three deep already. Possibly four, depends on how much you like people. But mm-hmm. the, the the biggest problem there is just what does this team need to do to take that next step and I feel like Josh Jackson helps round out this roster so nicely you have great athleticism you have between him and Marquise Chris uh, out there I think that is a wonderful you have young combo Mm -hmm. and then at the guard position you're already loaded so I even see them possibly moving one of their guards, mm-hmm. even without taking a guard right off the top in this draft.
0: Yeah, I think the most obvious guard to be moved is probably Knight. Brandon yeah. Knight to be moved. Mean, there's season. obviously talking talks about him uh, middle of the season of, of him being moved. So Brandon, I, I mean, I agree though. I mean, you look at the small forward position. I like T.J. Warren a lot, um, but he can be a guy that's a six man or a yeah. guy who's scoring off the bench. Josh
1: upside is just so high, exactly. though. I mean, he he is he he's just such a
0: fantastic all around player. He might be the best defender in this draft. I mean, he's unreal on both sides of the ball.
2: Well, and I mean, the thing that, going back to what I was kind of saying, like for my mock draft, it's a little different because obviously I have Fultz still on the board, Mm -hmm. you guys have Ball. If Ball's still on the board at two, I think, out of the two guards, he might be the one where you're more inclined if you're Phoenix to say, ah, let's think about it because, like you mentioned, with Ball and his assist ability, would you be able to draft him, have him in Bledsoe? And then you can maybe move a night and have Ulias there also, and kind of just put Ball in there over a Josh Jackson. That's a kind of well, conversation I think that would happen. But I would again go Jackson because the need is more
0: there. I mean, really, I, I don't think I think Ball would fit weirdly with with Phoenix because I mean, it, it, I think Bledsoe would be coming off the bench if you if you draft mm-hmm. him because you'd have Ball I mean, there we, unless unless you move um, uh, Devin Booker to the small forward position. I mean that's really the way that, I can see that to work. That would not work. Out no, well, but though. that's what I'm saying yeah. is, is if you draft a point guard um, and you want to start that mm-hmm. point guard, if you're going to you know draft a guy like Lonzo Ball. You're gonna to have to probably play him at the two because blood's so small. But Lonzo Ball doesn't fit at the two, so I think the best fit, at least for point guard wise, if Fultz and Ball are still on the board for some reason, mm-hmm. um, for Phoenix, uh, I think Fultz would be the best position, best fit there because at least he's a better scorer than Lonzo Ball can do. Pretty much everything, at least scoring wise, you know, get to the hoop uh, and, and shoot from from deep. So I think the be- better fit there, um, at least you know, from a guard perspective, from Phoenix would be Fultz. Um, I think Fultz is, is, is again is probably uh, the, the the best. Guard in this position uh, in this draft because he has a uh, more well rounded game. Where Lonzo Ball, yes, he's a great shooter from deep, and we've talked about this at nauseum. And, mm-hmm. and Lonzo Ball versus Fultz one, mm-hmm. and Lonzo Ball versus Fultz two, um, but it's something where Lonzo has a great ability to be a leader and a great ability to be a passer, and, and his his size is something that we really haven't seen on a point guard in a long time. I um, mean, maybe Michael Carter Williams, but I don't think that's a comparison. Lonzo Ball wants. Mm-hmm, no. um, I mean, that's something where I think Josh Jackson fits too well because you you have Bender when he finally you know is healthy and, and mm-hmm. comes to full form. Chris would be in the lineup as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you could play those guys at power forward or center. Um, then at small forward, you'd have Josh Jackson. Coming off the bench would be TJ Warren. Shooting guard would be uh, Devin Booker. And then point guard would be bloodsower or Uless, And I think that fits perfectly for yeah. their lineup.
1: I, I think the, the biggest thing is, like, look, you got to admit, they're, it, even if like Ball were there, I, I don't think I would take him, Ricky. And that's because Phoenix right now needs a defensive stopper. Like yeah. They already scored. They're like top 10 in uh, points per game already. Mm-hmm. Scoring is not their problem. They let everybody go past them. They're a fucking turnstile on uh, defense. So getting someone like Josh Jackson to really help stabilize that, we saw a little bit of Marquise Chris uh, get a whole. Well, he improved a lot over well, the whole and year. He's a like, good rip protector. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, he's a, I, I think adding Josh Jackson yeah. is just get yourself a shutdown small forward who can take on other teams' best players and just see how valuable that'll be for this team. I think that's what's the, that move will mm-hmm. get them out of the top of the NBA draft.
2: Yeah, yeah. and that's why. I mean, you can see it. We all have Josh yeah. Jackson. I also bring it up because I know in a past video we've had that comment where it's like, man, could you imagine Ball and Devin Booker? And That's why I bring it up right yeah. now.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to number three: Los Angeles Lakers, uh, picking here like, according to you know draft mm-hmm. odds or whatever. Uh, Hopefully, whatever, they don't that's lose their pick. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, they could lose their picks to Philadelphia if they fall out of the top three. Uh, looking at this though, Ricky, uh, we'll go. We'll go to you. Obviously, you you have Lonzo Ball going number one. So is mm-hmm. Fultz going three here to it's, the Lakers.
2: It's got to be basically whichever, unless Phoenix goes with a point guard. The guards are going to be going to Boston and. LA and mm-hmm. in this case because Ball went number 1 in mine it's got to be faults and i mean it, it would be a nice fit because you move uh Russell now with the shooting guard i mean Jordan Clarkson can now move back and be your backup or point trade guard him. to yep. i don't know i'd have him as a 6 man right now you could now. trade him though you could He's trade got a him lot of value. He's got but value, i mean yeah. i would like having him off the bench and having oh, faults as your starting point guard
1: yeah no i think that um ball is like a perfect fit though for the lakers where they're at mm-hmm. it's just it's a hometown pickup for them he doesn't have to go far his dad's already endorsed the team he's already endorsed the team mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it's just like this seems like what's it's it just perfectly lined up for them in our mock and I, I think the best thing about this is you get an unselfish player in ball and i'm not saying there's some egos in la but he's gonna yeah yeah He's I mean, going he... <laughs> to do well moving the ball around, making sure everybody's happy, and getting that offense really moving well. Because I think like Lou Walton has an idea of what he wants to do with this team, and Lonzo Ball is going to fit in really nicely because we saw it in college. When Lonzo Ball starts moving that ball around, he creates better opportunities for people around him, and he can also still stroke the three.
0: Yeah, and I know you're not high on Julius Randle, but you look at at least what he was working with in um, UCLA I mean Lonzo Ball was the focal point of that offense mm-hmm. he was dealing with a guy um, in, in uh, Alford who can shoot and at least be a scorer I know he wasn't their best scorer right. but you're getting an upgrade pretty much there in D'Angelo Russell because that kid can score you look at that small forward position Brandon Ingram who's still a developing talent he's raw and once, yeah. he, once he hits that talent and maybe having a guy like Lonzo Ball who can really facilitate and open mm-hmm. up shots that might you know get his shot to fall might give him some confidence mm-hmm. you look at that power forward position a guy that's very athletic and Julius Randle who I like um, and, and you kind of that to a T.J. Leaf, very athletic, a guy who's uh, not the biggest guy, but a guy who can really jump up, get there, uh, move around is pretty quick, and then you look at inside, I and mean, they really like Zubak, and I, I thought he was a really nice pickup uh, late in the draft last year. So, I look at this team, and the Lakers, I think that really fits their mold, because they need a leader on that team. Boston doesn't really need a leader um, on their on their side, and I don't know if Fultz has that leadership. I think we talked about this right. in the Fultz versus Ball conversation mm-hmm. here, is that Lonzo Ball is more of a leader. We've seen his ability to lead. We've seen his ability to elevate a team, because Pretty much the same team, you know. Obviously, they added TJ Leaf, but um, that UCLA team was, went from a team that was like 500 before Lonzo Ball came, and then that was a, now a top 10 team in, mm-hmm. in, in this year. So Lonzo Ball really made a change there in UCLA, and I think that he could bring a change to Los Angeles. And I think I think that right now. The top three prospects are pretty much set in stone. You got Ball, you got Fultz, you got Jackson. Obviously, Dave and I agree in the in Mm -hmm. the the order. You're saying Ball's going number one. They're
2: still though, depending on the order, they're still the best three prospects, and they're going to be the top three picks no matter what order. And
0: now I think this is where it kind of gets a little bit crazy. Number four, Philadelphia. Obviously, they can get Los Angeles' pick if they Mm -hmm. fall out of the top three. Uh, But looking at this, Philadelphia sitting at number four. I'll go first because I have a little more Mm -hmm. explaining to do before uh, Mm -hmm. all this happens. I think Philadelphia is a prime candidate to. down, um, I look at Sacramento. Maybe they really like a guard and maybe they really like a guy like De'Aaron Fox and don't want them to get and take it, uh, uh-huh. t- take it from under the under the uh, rug here. I look at Philadelphia. I think the player that fits best for them is Malik Monk, but I don't think he is for sure the fourth best player in this draft. So I can see them trying to get a trade and moving down. Uh, maybe a team like Minnesota really wants a Jonathan Isaac or really wants a Laurie Markkinen. Maybe they try to trade up. Um, I think that Philadelphia is a prime candidate to trade down if they don't I think it's Malik monk but I think they want to go Malik monk because you look at Ben Simmons's ability to pass you look at Joel Embiid's ability to stretch the floor they need shooting they need guys who can score Malik monk can be that guy and and we you know obviously he is a guy that kind of struggled can get really cold at some points but when he's on he's on and, he, and Malik he's monk can Clay be dangerous. Thompson
1: hot I mean it's just it's yeah. crazy I,
0: I mean so ultimately I think Malik monk uh, he's a perfect fit for Philadelphia, but I don't know if four is the right spot for him.
2: Yeah, and that's why with me, I'm going with the other Kentucky guy. I'm going with De'Aaron Fox because there's one of those things where I look at their depth chart right now, and of course, you're thinking, well, Ricky, when Ben Simmons comes back, he's going to kind of be that pseudo Giannis for this team. He's going to be the guy who, on offense, the ball runs through Ben Simmons, even though he's not going to be playing the point guard. But I kind of think of it, and I first look at point guard, and I go, T.J. McConnell looked good. I know when me and Dave saw the Sixers at the UC, McConnell looked good out there. He's but a good is, six man. But is T.J. Ma- yeah, exactly. Is he your starter? No, he's not. Go out there, get a deer and Fox. And it's one of those things where you can see it as, you know, maybe when Ben Simmons isn't on the court, because he's not going to play 40 minutes a game each and every game. Unless he's then coached by Thibodeau. No. Unless he's coached by Thibodeau. <laughs> then you can have Fox out there to kind of run the ball or have the ball in his hands when Ben isn't out there.
1: Yeah, I I see where you're coming from. I'm still leaning Monk heavily because of the outside scoring and just the volume scoring. I think De'Aaron Fox, what he would give them, is is another ball handler, but the problem is that the lane and the paint is so clogged up already. And he can't shoot. And he, his outside shot is shaky. I mean, you can learn to shoot. You can improve your shooting to an
0: extent. But, well, but you're teaching two kids to shoot then. Yeah. Ben Simmons can't shoot and Darren Fox can't shoot.
1: Exactly. And you've already got Dario Embiid inside. Like, you, I just feel like you're clogging up the paint too much and you're going to have a problem because you can't stretch out the floor well. You're mm-hmm. going to get some bad turnovers down low. It's just For me, Monk stretches the floor, helps you, you start to see this picture of their starting five to come together really nicely. And I think that... Again, you mentioned it. When he's hot, he's hot. I mean, just let him go.
0: And, and that's the thing where Ben Simmons is a guy who can. We've seen his ability to create plays. And if he's able yeah. to create plays and Joel beat's taking players away from the floor, you know, Malik Monk might be left open. He might get some open shots. You swing that ball around and, and you see, you know, Embiid's got a decent. I mean, he's not a great passer, but I mean, he can at least fire a ball over right. Malik Monk who's open. Um, I feel like Monk can get some shots. And Monk, who is such a great shooter, it doesn't matter if he's hot or cold, he's going to hit a wide open three. Mm-hmm. So. I think Malik Monk is the best fit for Philadelphia. Um, I think De'Aaron Fox is a better value at that mm-hmm. spot. But fit looking at that team, that's why I think they'll trade down because you know, you might be able to get more value, get more picks. Um, because De'Aaron Fox, I don't think, fits that lineup at all. I think I think value-wise, I think that's a great pick for Philadelphia because I think De'Aaron Fox is the fourth or fifth best player here. I think Monk's more of like a seventh or eighth best player. Yeah. Uh, but again, fitting a team, I think Malik Monk is the best fit for Philadelphia. Let's move on to Orlando. A team we've talked about, a team that needs their superstar. Ricky, who's that superstar that you're looking at that Orlando will draft? To me, this five? is
2: the easiest pick. I mean, when we talked about... Orlando before on the podcast we talked about Jason Tatum and I mean I look at their 11 starter lineup and <laughs> what's the one position they don't have is a small forward I mean Well Payton, they have them Payton, well,
1: they, just don't they know how to who use play you play that same position yes.
2: they have yeah. players who are technically small forwards but who I would now want playing there I mean we talked about the whole Alfred Payton point guard thing and they could go with point guard but I think you can trust in Peyton. you have Fournier, you have Gordon um, you has have Vucevic who again, Draymond for Vucevic straight up, but the small forward is the gapping, gaping hole here for me gapping. and I mean Tatum's the one you gotta go with.
1: <laughs> yeah, JT is just, he, he's too did good you just to Did be... him JT? <laughs> I did, I did. I'm, I'm gonna try to make that one stick. Uh, JT's just too no, good to pass up <laughs> right here. D-Rod. <D-Ratt>. And, <laughs> and look, uh, I think the biggest thing about this is when your choice is either in mind, it would be down to Jason Tatum or De'Aaron Fox. Mm-hmm. I see De'Aaron Fox is too close to uh, their current situation at point guard. It doesn't make sense for them to go. I know he's respectively better on defense.
0: Respectively better on defense, more <laughs> athletic, quicker. He's the quickest player in this draft. Alfred Payton's not that quick. So, uh, but I, the, again, the, the, the similarities they similarity, can't shoot and They got big hair.
1: Yeah. There we go. You can talk as much as you want about that. But I think Alfred Payton, we saw him get better as the season went on. Like, he was straight hot garbage to start the season. To end, he actually finished on a decent run. So I have some confidence in him moving forward. I think that uh, Jason Tatum gives him a score. He is, he's got confidence, and he knows when he can hit his shots. And he knows when to facilitate other players. He gives them a different uh, look on that offense that mm-hmm. they desperately need because you know it. They can't score. No. they just can't score.
0: No, they can't score. And and the thing that I have going, the, the reason I have not going with Jared Fox is like the conversation we had with that they need a superstar. And there's talks about them going out and to get uh it was, was it Dan Gilbert or not Dan Gilbert uh because he's the owner Griffin Griffin Dan, David Griffin uh from from the Cavs and he's a guy that um you know I don't know if he's. The best at building a team uh, mm-hmm. because you look at yeah. what he, what he's been doing. I mean, he had LeBron, and then he got a really shitty team when LeBron left, and you know, he had Kyrie fall into his hands. He's he really good Anthony at getting Bennett. the
2: number one pick, though. Which he could is. Help them.
0: But he's if he if he signed before <laughs> the draft, he's got sitting at number five. I don't know what he can do with the number five pick. I think the last one he was like, what uh, was it? Uh, uh, who's the big guy on Cleveland? Uh, Thompson. Oh, Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson. PT? Uh, he was a fourth pick. and Deion, Deion Waiters was three. Deion Waiters was there as well. Um, so, I mean, I don't know about his exact drafting skills. Um, I don't want to get into Orlando Magic here, but <laughs> they need a superstar. I think the, big, the the kid with the most superstar potential here is De'Aaron Fox. You look at his quickness, you look at his ability to attack the rim, you look at his ability to pass. I think it's something that it's too hard to pass up. You, you know, I, I understand that Peyton's very valuable mm-hmm. um, and that he did have a great end of the season, but you can move that value. And I think De'Aaron Fox is a much better value, a much better player than Alfred Peyton, He's a younger player. I think that he can really take this team to the next level because, yes, Vucevic is mm-hmm. a great scorer, but he hasn't been able to really show that recently. You look at Fournier, he's a good shooter. They have Ozone, he's a good shooter. Mm-hmm. And then you look at Aaron Gordon, that guy's so um, uh, athletic that maybe you know, pick and rolls with them. He's could still in be that really like, old like, I mean, Griffin
1: model, right? Yeah,
0: I, I, think, I think that this team could be somewhere if they had a star. And I think that going out and getting a guy like Darren Fox, a guy that I think has the most star potential out of the players left, I think that you look at Darren Fox, it's something that you can't pass up because, yes, you have Peyton, yes, you have, uh, you know, 10 other starters or whatever the, the, the running joke is here on the Fast Ray podcast but um, you, you need a person with star power you, you've you been built off teams at least in the Orlando Magic history with Hardaway, O'Neal uh, T-Mac and Dwight Howard you need that star I think De'Aaron Fox can be that next star for Orlando so that's why I got Orlando going with De'Aaron Fox because Alfred Payton could always be moved I don't think Alfred Payton's jerseys are flying off the shelves here but I think De'Aaron Fox can sell some jerseys I think De'Aaron Fox can mm-hmm. you know cut up some highlight reels but looking at this I think De'Aaron Fox is the best fit I think he's the most explosive player and I think that he's a guy that has a ton of star potential so Darren Fox is my pick at number 5 for Orlando going to number 6 Minnesota um, you guys we're all differing here you got you, you. guys got two guards here yep. and I got a forward so Dave why don't you explain your pick first
1: so I have uh, Darren Fox actually fallen down to Minnesota I think that Thibodeau loves his defensive players. Darren Fox showed that he can go one-on-one with anybody, and just his quickness, his peskiness, he is all over the ball. He's all over the player. I mean, it might get him into some foul trouble early on in his career, but I think that that's something that he will just thrive in Minnesota. And mm-hmm. you just have to admit, like last year, you, you went guard early. You went for you know the best player uh, to fit you with Chris Dunn, but you know maybe it didn't succeed right away. So you go another guard here, and that way, if, if and when you're ready to move on, at point guard, I know everybody th- mm-hmm. loves Ricky Rubio.
0: Everyone in Minnesota did. Everyone At least it le- last year. But this Ricky gives Rubio. you,
1: like, the perfect protection because you have someone in uh, Darren Fox who can uh, go one-on-one, defend anyone... Mm-hmm. He can get that first step and beat anyone off the ball, and I just I love his fit with this Minnesota team.
0: The only problem is that he can't shoot, and the biggest but, problem with Ricky Rubio is that he can't <laughs> shoot.
1: But now you're pairing him with a team with, when healthy, some really fantastic offensive weapons. Oh yeah, no, I'm not. I, so I, he doesn't have to is the I, point. I really
0: like that pick. Yeah, I, I mm-hmm. do. I, I like that pick. I like the fit for De'Aaron Fox. I'm just saying, you know, they're, you're getting rid of a guy who can't shoot for a guy who can't shoot, but That's, for a guy who plays better defense and who's quicker, well, he's a better player. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying he's not, Dave. I, I, I right. really like the pick. He's, he's not I'll on stop my defending against nothing. <laughs> he, He's down on my board for a reason. I just like yeah. playing devil's yeah. advocate. Well, and
2: that's the thing, like, where you're in the same boat as me, Sean. The only reason why Darren Fox isn't at this pick for me is because he's already gone. He's not on the board mm-hmm. anymore. And, I mean, I look at it, and to me, this was one of— This and I think Dallas, to me, were the hard, the two hardest picks to make in this top ten. Because Minnesota, I look at it, and you can go point guard because I don't think— like. Ricky Rubio's not the answer. Chris Dunn, you would like to be the answer, but Time we are way, we way too high on him coming out of the draft, mm-hmm. and Tyus Jones is nothing to write home about at you're the him. <laughs> starting position. And that's why I look at it and I go, they have their small forward position in Wiggins, they have Cat at the power forward, they have D'Ang down low, the one position that yes, they have Levine at the shooting guard, but not much after him, go at Malik Monk, add that stretch the floor of that shooting that Dave talked about when we were talking about the Sixers.
0: D'Ang is safe for you? He sucks. Well, so he, I mean, there's there. no
2: center that you're going to take at 5th
0: overall. Yeah, there is, and he's not a center. He's going to be a power forward. You move Cat to the center, it's Jonathan Isaac. Okay. This guy is, a, is Thibodeau's model. I mean, this is a guy who can play three, four, five, he could probably defend the point guard, he could probably defend you know, <laughs> Kevin McHale and Bill Walton at the same time, I mean this guy's, defensive, this guy's mm-hmm. defensive ability is unreal you see his also explosiveness on offense I mean that's something where he's very quick he's very lengthy, pairing him with, with, uh, with Carl Anthony Towns is just a nightmare, mm-hmm. and you know we talk about Ricky Rubio, yes he can't shoot but when he's got four players like Zach Levine who could be a scorer, Wiggins who's an, a phenomenal yeah. scorer, Cat who is one of the best young players in the NBA, and Jonathan I who you know he has a decent shot he's not a guy that's going to kill you yet but if you develop him he can be a great offensive possession and uh, offensive weapon you look at ricky rubio he's going to be able to set that up if ricky rubio does anything great it's his passing ability is setting up teammates so if you have four offensive weapons like that ricky rubio's flaws are going to be hidden and then if you also draft a guy defensively like jonathan isaac where you can put ricky rubio on on your worst guard put levine on uh, you know, you, you can really move this around. You've got John, options. Yeah, it's good John, to have options. Because Jonathan Isaac gives you so much mobility. Because yeah. DeAng, he's mm-hmm. slow and he's big and he's long and he's got long arms, but that's about it. I and mean, he's not a guy that's going to kill you offensively. He's not a guy a guy who can kind of protect he's, the rim. He's not a not, lockdown defender. Yeah, he he he. Kat has to step up his defense, and Kat's not the best defender. Jonathan Isaac. No, none of the fits people on the Timberwolves outside of they uh, Rafi Rubio plays yeah. defense. So. They need defensive help, and I think Jonathan Isaac is the perfect fit for them because I've seen. Mark and drafted to are mocked to the the Timberwolves and that just makes my they're, shit They're, they're my, gonna my have skin. to average
1: like one twenty a game with that lineup. Yeah, there, and, there's no way. They can and you're talking about a defensive coach here, who,
0: <laughs> yep. who in Tibbs, who's not gonna want to draft a guy like Mark and I. I think Isaac's the best fit on this board.
2: And I mean, the only thing like I look at that and Isaac would probably be if Monk was off the board already then Isaac would probably be the second player I go with. But like I said, you see too much started. value in Monk? It's just too much value there for a shooting guard position. The one thing that will change that, and I know this is before free agency, so that's why it is, but if Thibodeau is able to bring in a guy like Taj Gibson, then that will change this pick. This is going to be the hardest pick, I think, in mocks all the way up until the draft. Because I, there are the so only many things that I could see. change it. The only if, upside is like tinfoil. If but. you bring in Taj because Thibodeau knows Taj knows he'll play defense, you're not gonna go with a power
0: forward. The Yeah, The only upside he, is
1: he, he can run Monk at uh run Monk at the two and have Zach Levine
0: run the one. Mm-hmm. I mean but we know. Zach he Levine has. isn't a, a natural point card. Monks, Monk's he can, can turn play it though. Into he has a played national. it before.
1: He's he's, but, he's you, he's fairly comfortable
0: I, I, I just I would say I, I,
1: I like Ricky Rubio's passing ability better but I'm just saying that's the only way I can see this <laughs> happening
0: I disagree with the. this is the hardest pick to mock because I think it's completely obvious that this is the Hardcore best fit, that this is the best fit for not only the coach the team that they need defensively Jonathan Isaac is so versatile I just I see I understand that they might bring in Taj but I don't see why you also can't bring in Taj and bring in, this, and bring in Jonathan Isaac because Jonathan Isaac can also learn the toughness and grittiness from a guy Guy like Tosh Gibson, I think it just makes too much sense to, to 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 take a guy like Jonathan Isaac here. I think Jonathan Isaac is is a guy. Say that Jonathan can, Isaac, like one Jonathan more time. Isaac, <laughs> Jonathan Isaac, Jonathan Isaac. I think a guy like Jonathan Isaac can really flourish under a guy like Tibbs and I think it'd be a fantastic pick for Minnesota there going to number seven uh, this is a guy that probably people are saying this is a complete steal this is is a terrible pick for at least looking at my mock draft New York Knicks taking Jason Tatum because this is a guy that's a top five talent and I I know he is and the reason why I don't have him in the top five is because he doesn't fit Philadelphia because they have a small forward they have a power forward they have a center they don't need another fucking forward they need a guard Mm -hmm. So that's why Jason Tatum's going to New York here. Um, I think New York fans should be ecstatic by this pick, because yes, you have Carmelo, but Carmelo is you know pretty much halfway out the door, but he won't w- want to leave the door. Uh, his contract's coming up soon, too. Uh, so Jason Tatum could be a nice replacement for once Carmelo leaves, and also learning under a guy like Carmelo uh, would be nice for Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum, uh, I, I see that New York might be a team that could flop with a uh, flip, I'm sorry, with, uh, with, with Philadelphia, uh, so Philadelphia can take Monk later, but I, I think Jason Tatum uh, is going to go Seven to New York, I think his his slide's gonna stop falling there.
1: That's that's a pretty bold prediction. I mean, I, I think that if he did land it, if he was available at seven, that would be a good pick for New York. Mm-hmm. Like he said, with Melo's situation, Phil Jackson's situation,
2: you'd have to take him.
1: But I'm sorry, this is this yeah. is a team that they they need a guard. Like they don't need a guard, they need a point guard. They need a point <laughs> guard. And you know what? I'm going. I'm going with the boldness of Phil here. We're going overseas mm-hmm. again. We're going with Frank, and I think that. Him coming here, of course, you're going to get a shit ton of booze right off the bat from New York because they did the <laughs> same thing with Porzingis. Mm-hmm. But again, they're going to learn to like this guy. He's a long, long player who at point guard is going to give you awesome defense. He is a decent passer, and he can get to the hole when he needs He's to. He's got a decent shot, too. Yeah, I would say, like, I, I think across the board, like Frank would be a great pick, and he fits that Euro thing, so you're keeping Porzingis happy, and you're kind of throwing a wild card in there.
0: Well, how are you throwing a wild card in there? Because no
1: one expects Frank to go this early. I think well, I
0: think he's I don't, no like one would 10. expect the he's Knicks a, to he's take top him. He's a top talent.
2: No one expect the Knicks to take him, and I I'm going to go he, uh, I'm
0: yeah. going to
2: go with the other point guard, Dennis Smith, mainly because not a like Dave said. I'm not trying to get into the mind of Phil Jackson. I'm just well, looking ben at Master. it from the two sides. Is if you want a guy who can is athletic, can get to the hole, who can penetrate, you go with Smith. If you want the pure passing Euro style, you go with Frank and. I look at this team and I go, you know, the pure pass would be nice. But I want a point guard who can get to the rim, who can score, and you can throw it down with authority when he needs well, to. I mean, and that's what I'm going to go with. the guy that we, I mean, of course, Derrick Rose isn't that not the old Derrick Rose he used to be, but the Knicks, it kind of seemed, were hoping that they would get a little bit of that penetration from Rose when they traded for him.
0: And, and Dennis Smith, I mean, yeah, he's, he's a guy that, you know, obviously we've seen his ability, at least in NC State early on in the season, to be that player, but, mm-hmm. you know, his, his struggles at NC State. Of, uh, in the well latter documented. half of the season, yeah. Once, once his uh, coach was fired, um, was Gafford. Yep. Yeah. Uh, once he was fired, I mean, he, they completely fell off, and, and, and NC State just looked terrible. Dennis Smith didn't look that great um, in the second half of the season. I, I think Frank might actually be the better fit there because you look at you look at Mello, you look at. Uh, Chris Stops. Um Yes, he's a great passer, but then again, he could develop into an offensive talent. Yes, he's not going to have that explosiveness mm-hmm. uh, like Dennis Smith because and, De- Dennis Smith's explosiveness are pretty much one, second to yeah, none. The
2: one thing I just want to correct you is like you say, oh, you got Mellow, you got Chris Stops. Chris Stops is the only opinion that matters because Melo's
1: off the door.
0: Well, at in my least for opinion. one year. At least for one year. If,
2: I, if I'm the Knicks, I don't care what Melo thinks. I care what
1: Kristaps thinks. Right? He's but our no, future. but I'm saying Frank he's still on that be on the team makes them
0: better. Yeah. I'm not saying you're drafting him because of <laughs> Melo or because Melo wants it. I'm saying Melo is probably still going to be on the team, <laughs> so he's still going to have to pass it to Carmelo. So that's all. <laughs> that's I'm kind saying. of the rule. Yeah, I mean, at least for one year, Carmelo and Frank <laughs> might be playing together. Um, I, I think. I think. Uh, I could see Dennis Smith because you know he does have that superstar potential. Um, and again, Frank is is a guy that not a lot of people know. Right. Dennis Smith has been on on mainstream at least mm-hmm. a, over, over here. Um, I, I do th- like Frank's size and length, especially comparing that with with Kristaps. Yeah, um, but again, I, I could see. Uh, New York at least going with uh, Dennis Smith because of his name mm-hmm. uh, but I think Tatum is is the, the best mix of name and also ball handling abilities because he can got, be a guy that can develop into a point forward uh, definitely not a point guard as uh, he's six yeah. uh, but he's a guy that again BPA best player available I could see New York even moving up maybe possibly getting a guy like Darren Fox mm-hmm. um, but ultimately I think Jason Tatum's the pick for me um, and I think I think either of the guards isn't wrong I think I think if Tatum's off the board then going with a guy like Dennis Smith or Nitik, Nitik Kalina. I was practicing this before the podcast. Frank. Yep.
1: It's just Frank. Before the podcast. Uh,
0: I think both of them could fit there. Let's move on to Sacramento. They got two picks, the 8th and 10th pick. Uh, this one, I think, I think the 8th one is their own and then the 10th one mm-hmm. is from New Orleans. Uh, I have them going with Lori Markinon uh, from Arizona. I think his uh, length, his ability to stretch the floor compare very nicely with a guy like Willie Cauley-Stein. Um, I know that scale was looking great as mm-hmm. well, but this is something where, BPA, best player available. I know that they've been drafting a ton of guys um, at that forward and center position. Uh, but you look at scale, you look at uh, Willie Cauley-Stein, and then you also add Laurie's ability to stretch out from three. I really mm-hmm. like that, adding on to Sacramento because you have uh, Buddy Healed out there. Um, I think they need a point guard desperately, but I think when you look and, at—
2: And I want to ask you about that because yeah. yours is different than mine and Dave's where you would already have um, Isaac off the board— mm-hmm. And marketing would be the only power forward here. Is there a reason why you went with power forward first before one of those two guards? Because Dallas could take one of them. So if you're, Dallas could take one, if of them. you're Sacramento, why not take one Your of the guards? But, guards? but
0: then, I, but then I think if you if you look at this, um, at least with Sacramento, uh, it's a team that wants to stretch the floor. Mm-hmm. And also, you look at Sacramento; it's a team that uh, is run by guys that really. It's something that we've mentioned before. Um, Vivek is a guy that he re- watches the turn. He watches the turn. Yeah, and, 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 and <laughs> he'll he'll recognize a guy like Laurie mm. Um And I think also his 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 abilities are still. Uh, unreal. I mean, he's a guy that can shoot shoot the three ball like, like mm-hmm. nothing else. I mean, still shooting for over forty percent, and that's after you struggled. Yeah, I mean, that's something that's that's crazy. I mean, and they also have great uh, facilitators in Callison. Uh, Ty Lawson was was a decent at least. Um, they could always bring in a free agent point guard as well. Uh, Buddy Hield looked great. Um, I, I think that adding that three point ability uh, and stretching the floor with Markkinen, um is something that where Dallas could take him. I think Dallas isn't set on a guard. I think if Laurie is there, Dallas would take him. Mm-hmm. So I think they're more worried about Dallas taking Laurie and not getting him, where they don't need the choice of the guards. They might not be sold on one of them. They'll just let them take it, or Dallas might uh, take Laurie. Uh, so I think that they'll make sure that they get their guy in Laurie market and then just wait on the point guard. So that's why I, I kind of ended up going with Laurie at 8. Um, I, I think that both guards could fit. In mm-hmm. Sacramento, I don't think really they need the size. Um, I think you know both guys are not fantastic shooters, uh, so if you at least want the three-ball, you'll go with Laurie Marko.
2: And that's the one thing. That's the biggest thing I had when making this pick because, Dave, it kind of seems like me and you were in the same boat. Yep. We already had one of the point guards go at number 70 New York, and I sat mm-hmm. there going, well, I want to give him a power forward, and then I want to give him a point guard at 10. And I went, well, with me, Frank's the guy that's on the board, Do I take Frank at 8? Like, is Dallas going to take that point guard? And like you said, because Markkinen would be there, I think that they might pass on the guard to go with Markkinen. And that's why Sacramento, I went with Jonathan Isaac. Kind of the same reason why you went with them. Earlier for Minnesota. Mm-hmm. He could play the four, he could play the two, he could play the three. You could put well, him you anywhere you two. want. You yeah, really yeah. can play the two. You can put him at small forward, you can put him at power
0: forward, whatever you yeah. want yeah. to
2: do. And that alone makes it why I go power forward here for them and Isaac over marketing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think Jonathan Isaac's a better fit than marketing, mm-hmm. but Isaac's already yeah. off the board yeah.
1: for me. For, for me, it was just I, I love the defensive prowess of Isaac and I love the fact that we're pretty much guaranteeing we're shared up at the 4 and the 5, or maybe the, yeah, really, it's the 4 and the 5 that I, were my major concerns. I think that Techman well, has so put, many picks well, on that.
0: I think I think something that I like about Isaac going to the Sacramento Kings, too, is you could put him at the 3, then you could start yeah. scale, and then you can mm-hmm. start Colley Stein as well. Yeah,
1: I mean, it gives you such a lockdown defense that, I mean, that's going to create fits for every other team out there, and yes, they're going to need a guard, but I think for them, it's more of a flip of the coin. It's like, we'd like to have one or the other. I don't know that... For Sacramento, one stands out much more than the other.
0: Yeah, I think this is where uh, people should take note of where Miles Bridges would be going in my mock draft because Miles mm-hmm. Bridges would be going eight to to Sacramento right now because they need a small forward. Yeah. Um, and I think picking him here would be mm-hmm. uh, a great fit because yep. I don't think Markkinen, uh is a guy that I'm completely sold on. I was sold on Bridges. And and you look at Markinen's ability to shoot threes, but he's also not that great down low. He's not that tough down low. Miles Bridges brings that NBA body. He's decent from the outside. He's good inside. But he's going back to college. He's going back to college. So um, I, I think Isaac's the better fit than marketing, but then again, Isaac's already off the board because mm-hmm. he's a great fit for so many different teams. If yeah. He's going higher. Uh, Too versatile. Going to uh, Dallas, number nine. Uh, this one was easy to me because uh, I mean, Dallas is a team that obviously has picked international players before, has gone with international players before. I'm completely blanking on their old point guard's name uh, from France. Uh, if you guys can help me out, that'd be awesome. Not but even I, a little. I totally mm-hmm. forgot. Back in 2009. Um, they, they, are yeah, they, going had, back. They've had that ten years ago. <laughs> I'll Google it, but um, JJ Paraya. Well, they had JJ Barea. Mm-hmm. They still have JJ Um But he was he was different. I'll, I'll look they it up. They had but, Darren
2: Williams for uh, a while too.
0: Yeah, that, he's not an international player. Mm-hmm. Um, but Frank, looking at Frank to, to Lee, Frank, mm-hmm. um, the international flair. They have a ton of international scouts. I think that his size, his ability to uh, pass, but then also you know go off the Netherlands pick and roll, the Dirk pick, uh, Dirk pick and pop situation they could have going. I think Frank is the best fit for the Dallas. Mavericks here. I mean,
1: it, I, I could see that because you have marketing coming off the board. For Ricky and I who don't, I think it's very clear that you mm-hmm. want you want marketing because you want to build up Dirk's replacement. that Dirk replacement role. Mm-hmm. And a guy who has shown such promise and such great shooting in college, he can come in and learn from one of the best big shooters in the NBA. And I think it's just like, it's picture perfect for him if it falls in place like that.
2: Are you talking about the rookie out of France, Rodriguez? Because I looked up the 2009 Mavericks roster. And who was it? Point, their point guards were Jason Kidd, J.J. Barea, and Rodriguez Buibas, or
0: Yeah. Uh, it was him.
2: Bayboys or whatever. Yeah, he, was name? he was decent. He was decent. France player. But uh, the thing that, I mean, it's exactly what Dave said. I looked at this and I went, you know what? Markinens there. We've kind of already jokingly compared him to Dirk Nowitzki. Why not take him for Dallas? Yeah. It was
0: that easy of a pick. Yeah. yeah. That, that was the easiest pick for me. Yeah. <laughs> It was Rodriguez, Boba. yeah, it was him. Yeah, how would you say his last? Yeah, because he played for Dallas for four years, mm-hmm. and he was decent. He had, he had two seasons where it like eight, yeah, yeah. It was Ro- Rodriguez He's trying to sell us on some random. Yeah, him. I know. Boba. Jason
2: was, Kidd and JJ Barea. It was, Boba. Yeah, it was Rodriguez
0: Bobak. <laughs> Sure, Rodrigo okay.
2: Boba. He was, yeah, he was good. He's yeah. good.
0: We all we all remember him. Sure. God damn it! Yeah. You guys remember Rodrigo Boba? No, I don't. Uh, but yeah, Rodrigo Boba. Uh, that's why I think Frank is going go <laughs> to go to Dallas because sure. <laughs> they, they, no, they do they do have an, 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 a ton of international scouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that they're going to see his potential, and I think that Frank, well, he hasn't been playing against the level of competition. Uh, like Dennis Smith because Dennis Smith is still on my board right mm-hmm. now. Um he does have that length, he does have it at athleticism. I think pairing that with a guy like Nerlens um and also, you know, p- pairing that speed uh you know with the uh, with a slower player like Dirk I think could, it could be really effective for their offense, especially Harrison Barton. It's going to yeah. make make it even a, a better situation for Harrison Barton. And this
2: is the thing that where it's interesting why we're doing this cuz at this point it's one of those things where a lot of us have different guys that are off the board where you have the two guards and me and Dave have basically different point guards, but marketing and but a guard to
0: choose. The, the, from. the thing is, is that I do like how mm-hmm. all of us, all of the top ten prospects are top ten prospects. Yeah, we, yeah, we do not we have, have anyone pretty else. Well agreed on yeah, that. no yeah. one else is, is in here. So uh, rounding out Sacramento, I got have taking Dennis Smith. They need a guard. Dennis Smith is the best guard available. It's it's pretty it's as simple as that. It, I mean, there's the drop off
1: after him is insane. Exactly. So you have to take Dennis Smith here, and I think that he will fit their system really well. He, again, you mentioned it, he he's an intense player. He's mm-hmm. very explosive and. He will help them offensively dramatically, and if you can get him right again uh, defensively, he's not he's not a negative. So it's a it's a nearly perfect fit for them because in, in mine they end up in everybody's. I think they end up with a, a new power forward or a small forward, and then a guard. Mm-hmm. And like this rounds out this team and a team that we were joking around being like just absolutely awful picks, awful picks year after year. And we're like, how are they even going to win games? Mm-hmm. And now we start to see like well- a glimpse of a roster like. He's not so crazy after yeah,
0: all. Yeah, and then, and then of course, we have the Buddy Heald. Is Buddy Heald the next centerpiece yep. of well, Sacramento hey, Kings? People are like, well, I they mean, didn't say Devin Booker where's, was the centerpiece. Where's Papa that, and all
1: this? That's why,
0: for me— forgot about him. That's the guy I was thinking of. <laughs> I was like, Johnson. I know they have one more player. I was going to say it's yep. Kupos, but yeah, it's Papa Johnson. But,
2: I mean, that's why, for me, I mean, since Dennis is off the board, Frank's the guy I go with. And the two things from the scouting report I like most for him for the Kings is leadership qualities because this team— Needs a leader, unless you think Buddy Heald is going to be the leader. And then also, well, we, I already, think, we already talked about his passing ability. All he's got to do is get the ball to Buddy Heald.
0: Just find an open Buddy he's a Buddy decent Heald scorer he can, himself. He and, can and, score
2: himself, but the guy and, who I look and it says needs to improve the jump shot— no, you don't. Just pass it to Buddy Heel. Yeah,
0: but then also you have Laurie Market in my draft, um, mm-hmm. or you also have Jonathan Isaac, who's got a decent stroke. You also yep. have Willie Calistano, who's good around the rim, and uh, I mean that's about it. Scoring wise, I mean they have Frank's they gonna have scale. scale. Frank's have, gonna find all. They them. have Malachi Richardson, who's also who was banged up. Yeah, but we'll need to see him, actually get some play time.
1: Hashtag
2: dropping dimes. That's what he's going to be doing. I hate you
0: sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But moving on to number eleven, we're talking about the Charlotte Hornets here. Just to kind of recap. Every point guard's off the board, so mm-hmm. Charlotte Hornets they don't need a point guard. They got Kemba Walker, Ricky. Uh, we all have the same pick, so why I don't you? Why don't you say the pick, exp- have your explanation, and we'll we'll just move on because I well, think we we all have the same reasoning.
2: Vermeers Zach Collins because I look at their positions and based off of what's on the board and what's there, be, not, best center, and plus I like what he brings to the team defensively, and if you can have a guy to replace Cody Zeller down low mm-hmm. and be that rim protector next to a Frank the tank at uh power forward, it's a great pick. Who says
1: no?
0: Yeah, honestly gonna... I think I think Zach Collins Made his mark on, mm-hmm. on, on the. Uh, the only thing on
1: the, he's got to do is just stay out of foul trouble like that. That's and his not biggest. Stick knock. his hand through the rim.
0: Yeah, I mean yeah. He, he's he's looking great. I mean he's he's got a decent stroke from the outside. He's got, he's decent attacking the rim. He's he's who's good mm-hmm. pl- uh, at, at, uh, protecting the rim as well. I think Zach Collins is the guy with a lot of potential. the question is, will he actually come out? Will he will he stay in the draft? And that's the biggest yeah. thing because uh, you know there's talks of him uh, you know wanting to get his degree. So uh, we'll see what happens with Zach Collins. Let's move on to Detroit here, Ricky. You are differing, but Dave and I have the same pick. Uh, I'm going with Terrence Ferguson, the uh, international guard. He is from the United States. He's playing over uh, in Australia right now because he wanted to make some money. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason I have them going with Detroit, uh, some people think it's a high pick um, for Terrence Ferguson just because he is unproven and hasn't been great over in Australia. Uh, but the reason I have him going with it is because he is the best shooter, uh, at least, and, and has the most potential out of the shooters. Uh, and Detroit was the 27th best three-point shooting team, so the, what the third worst three-point shooting So adding shooting will help to this team. I don't think any of the centers is really necessary because Morris wasn't terrible, um, and and Andre Drummond's pretty decent. And I think the biggest (laughs) need for them is a facilitating point guard. Not available, yeah.
1: They're they're one of the teams I could see trying to swap up to the top time to get one of the top point guards in this draft. I just don't know how much they want to get rid of Reggie right now. That's Mm -hmm. the thing. Is like, What's his value at? Could you sell him to the Magic somehow uh, in a package? Maybe. But if they're staying where they're at, yeah, I like Ferguson. I like the depth he gives you at shooting guard. I think he's still going to be a really good scorer in the NBA. It, it really just comes down to where do they need depth, and shooting guard is best available at that spot.
0: Yeah, Ricky, you got a different pick. We got. And
2: my difference is I'm going to the, point, uh, the power forward position, and I got to go with Jared Allen. And, I mean, I look at what he brings. This is another defensive kind of big man pick where – Yeah, he's athletic, but he's a good rebounder, and he's an excellent blocker. Like, that's what he brings to the table Mm -hmm. is blocking shots. And also another thing, I almost had him go center here because I almost Well, Jared Allen could play center. Well, it's one of those things where he could play center, but right now he'd fit into power forward. Also, if they do move him to the center,
0: is
2: is Drummond a guy that they eventually— Look to maybe move no. in the future. That's There's why been rumors. I was but kind he's of their like, best player. "It's yeah. stupid." But I was like, "You know what? Go with a big man here. There's no point guard here for you guys to take. Go with a big man. He can add depth there. And if you want to move Drummond, maybe it helps you." I,
0: I That's I've, fair. I've, I've had a try. I, this is the most difficult pick for me to do because it was mm-hmm, difficult Denver. for me last time. Yeah. Uh, no. No. It's Detroit. Oh, I, yeah. I had going T.J. Leaf last time, and I don't think that fits him at all now. Um. They need three point shooting. I think Terry Ferguson is a reach. Mm-hmm. they could possibly move up or down yeah. I don't know what Detroit's really going to do uh, but I have, I'm going Ferguson because they need three point shooting so let's go to Denver uh, I haven't taken Jared Allen familiar face from you uh, I think that you look at what they lacked uh, when Jokic started turning it up in, in February March and April uh, and it was inside presence so you got Kenneth Farid and you got Plumlee and those guys aren't that great and I, I think getting a guy like Allen who can be a guy that can run the floor can be mm-hmm. a great rim protector can be very aggressive on the boards yeah um, pairing that with a guy like Jokic I think that could be very useful and, and you know they have this Three point shooting, Gary Harris. Uh, obviously, Jamal Murray, Danilo Gallinari was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a lot of scoring, uh, so I think that you know adding a guy down low like Jared Allen could be fantastic for them.
1: Yeah, uh, I've got uh, OG going here, and this is of course assuming during the combine he gets medically cleared. Mm-hmm. And he's all in great shape. Look, he was a dynamic player who got like his leg cut out from under him. I mean, it, it's just a shame because Indiana with him was on a, a the roll. They were they were going to be yeah. a really good team, and I think that what he brings. Uh, to Denver would be awesome because he's a tweener. He can go to, he can go between three and four pretty comfortably, and I think that he gives you a level of toughness that you need desperately, like you said, mm-hmm. and I think that he also still gives you a decent shot and he can create. So I think he's a well-rounded player, and I, I like his toughness to fit in Denver.
0: Ricky, here you go.
1: I'm going similar-ish
2: position, but I'm going different team. I'm going Justin Jackson here. And what's that? It's one of those things where I looked at the depth chart and – Small forwards, kind I don't believe Wilson Chandler or Mike Miller are guys for the future. I'm going to go with the best small forward for me that's there, and that's Justin Jackson. He's a guy who can, although we kind of ragged on him a little bit in the overrated prospects, he's a guy that can play D. He's a guy that can score. And he can give you some quality minutes at that three.
0: Well, the thing, biggest thing with Wilson Chandler is, is that he he's been talked about, but possibly being moved, mm-hmm. and he doesn't he's not too happy in Denver. Uh, I think Danilo could, could fit at the small forward. He's played there before, mm-hmm. um, and if you got add a guy like Jared Allen, I think you could move him back over there. Have Potentially to, you know, play the power forward. Uh, but I but I understand the pick there. I, I think it's a, a decent move there because um, again they need toughness there, and and they have a ton of shooting, but defensively they they lack a little bit.
2: And I just got to say uh, shout out to Justin for uh, liking one of our fans.
0: Tweets. he did like a tweet, shout out to Justin Defend- defending his defense. Uh-huh. Yeah. So there you go. And he didn't respond to our and now, tweet saying, and now uh, I got Do him you want to come on our to podcast? Denver. Yeah, we I, I asked him if we wanted to come on, oh, the did you? Said, yeah, mm-hmm. he did. He but we said, look, know he listens. he at, said, no. at you, he's, a, he's, a, he's actually our uh, biggest fan. Yep. Uh, let's go to number 14, Miami, the hottest team, uh, uh well, second hottest team after the all star break. Uh, Waiters uh, County and, and still didn't make it. Yeah, Waiters County. Uh, <laughs> you, you look at this team, and hell, man, I mean, you look at what they did in the second half. I mean, Goran Drodic, Dion, Waiters, Hassan Whiteside. Who, who do they need, Dave? What's the what's the what's the fit for, oh, for, come for Miami?
1: Really? It, it, it's John Collins. I think that John Collins fits in really nicely as that second piece to play down low. Like he gives you something that they desperately need. And the, the big thing for me is like this team is watching them like find themselves last year. Mm-hmm. It, it really exposed some of the depth problems they had. They're pulling up guys from the D League, some no-name
0: players. Yeah.
1: And I know Justice Winslow's injury really sucked. But I'm, I'm saying don't hit the panic button on that yet. I think John Collins is the best player available at this point for him.
0: Ricky, who you got
2: going? I'm going with OG. And the reason being is it's one of those things why Dave had him go to Denver. Well, he's still on my board, and that's why Collins isn't going do, here.
1: Does, I just want to know, though, is that a knock on uh, Justice Winslow? Do you feel like this
2: is really— a, I look at it more, and it's like the thing with OG, yeah, he's a small forward. But I think that what the he can do— is and of course this is if he's medically clear at the combine. Mm-hmm. You can go ahead and say, let's take him. If Winslow doesn't work out, cool, he's a three. If Winslow does work out, we can play OG at the four. And he's got that little bit of versatility between the two positions. Because I look at their entire power forward position, and it's a bunch of guys that it's like uh, yeah. I don't see them being here much.
0: Yeah, I look at their power forward <laughs> position. I have the same reaction. That's why I'm going John Collins, a guy mm-hmm. that can be great offensively and offensively, and it's different than uh, Hassan Whiteside's offensive ability because oh, he's a guy that can you know shoot, take it outside. Uh, where Whiteside's a guy that's more inside, kind of like a, a DeAndre Jordan player. Mm-hmm. So I think John Collins adds more versatility to that offense. Uh, I'm not too worried about the the Justice Winslow injury either. I got to go with John Collins. Number 15, Portland. We're halfway through, guys. Uh, Portland. Uh, I got him taking OG Ananobi, uh, you know, the replacement to Alan Crabb, who uh, got paid and then literally did nothing. Did not improve uh, OG Ananobi, (laughs) a guy that can fit well uh, speed-wise with Lillard and McCollum. I think that you know adding him could be very dangerous and you'll know, add some speed to this this Portland team because you also saw what happens when they brought in Yusuf Nurkic, a team that was completely different. You need some scoring on this team still. You need some defense and Ananobi one healthy. Uh obviously the biggest question mark probably in this draft with him and Harry Giles because of yeah. their injuries. Uh those are probably two are the probably the biggest question marks, but mm-hmm. Ananobi one healthy. Fantastic player. I got him going to Portland. Uh Ricky, uh, you got a familiar face in I'm gonna, Ferguson.
2: I'm gonna take a guy that, hey, you guys compared to yours, this is a little bit of a slide. You guys had him go 12 to Detroit. Well, I said it was an overreach, so maybe this going, might be more fitting. I got him going 15 yeah. to Portland. And it's one of those things where I look at their top two guards in Lillard and CJ, and Terrence can fit in, give them some defense, give them some great shooting, especially from deep, and it's just one of those one of those depth picks that you can look at it and go, hey, we got our starting one, we got our starting two. He can give us some depth behind CJ.
0: Dave, you got a familiar face, too.
1: I'm going with Jared Allen. I think that he fits in really nicely with them. Uh, We saw the improvement by Eddie Nurkic to that lineup, and Mm -hmm. the problem was when he went down, they desperately Mm -hmm. needed some big to fill that role, and I think that Jared Allen absolutely rocks the block down low, and I I think that his defense... Hashtag rocks the block. I love it. There you go. There you go. (laughs) I, I think that that adds a whole another level of security to this Portland team because we saw what they can do with the guard no one's ever going to question them there but it's down low where they needed that extra push to get them to compete
0: and now we are going to number 16 the team that we talk about way too much on this podcast Hey, the Chicago Bulls I don't know where the
1: fuck we can go I don't oh, know at all. There, there's the honesty of a Chicago Bulls <laughs> fan
0: right now. And uh, Dave Fresh and off I, the Dave, Celtics. Dave and I have the same pick. Uh, so Dave, I'm gonna hold off on you. You can right. you can explain our pick because I think we got it pretty locked yep. down. Ricky, you seem very excited can, about this pick. Can can I without
2: giving your pick away? Can I just say the reason I don't have him here is because he's already off the board That's for fine. me. But I look at this team and I really want a point guard, but. There's no, there's no one there, and I kind of want to say, fuck it, let's trade Jimmy to get a point guard uh, because he doesn't show up in the fourth anyways. Um, but it, I, I'm still hot I'm over, still hurt over it, Dave. But I gotta. This go is with,
0: why I said just don't make the playoffs, because then you won't be hurt. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta
2: go. I gotta go with John Collins, and the reason why is the power forward position. Portis has been showing up, but Nico. It depends, A, what time of the year we're in. He's trash. And B, yeah, you it's just hot and cold trash. with Nico. No, he's and just trash. And Nico's contract's coming up soon. Bobby is not too long after him. I think Nico. we can just say, you know, sayonara, see you later, even though you're a restricted free agent, because we're going to get John Collins to be the backup to Bobby Portis. Bobby's the guy I think we can keep. If you duct tape Niko and up. Bobby
1: together, you might have a starting power mm-hmm. forward in this league today. Unfortunately, you can't. And hey, maybe I think, John Collins becomes that starting
2: power forward.
1: Uh, that, that's why both Sean and I agree here that Justin Jackson mm-hmm. is the best fit for this team, a team that is abysmal beyond the arc. Uh, he brings a three point, three and D player, and I think he, he's actually a decent ball handler, too. Um, probably gets a knock for uh, turnovers, but no, I think he's a decent fit here. The, the biggest problem is just like we said, though. What they need is not on the board, so they might have to move to find it.
0: I still think he's completely overrated, but Dave mentioned it. Three and D is 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 the it's thing. It's got value. Uh, I don't think he's athletic enough to play in the, the NBA, but hey, we'll figure it out. I, mean, I don't know. I, I just <laughs> I don't like Justin Jackson, uh, and that's kind of one reason why. Justin, I Justin, kind of put...
1: just just tweet us again and let us know how yeah. you yeah. watch. And, and, and that's one reason why yeah, you, can, <laughs> you
0: can tell me how shit my mock draft is. Uh, but you, but I also want to uh, just kind of you know j- poke a jab at Ricky that I put my most overrated prospect to his uh, favorite. Hey, team.
2: I'd buy yeah. a Justin Jackson jersey if he went to the Bulls.
0: Let's move on to Milwaukee. Playoff team that had a a heartbreaking loss, and I feel Mm -hmm. I feel bad. We're not touching on the playoffs, but we'll get to it. We're (laughs) Dave and I are putting out a preview soon uh, for the second round. We got Milwaukee, uh, the Bucks, uh, a team that maybe needs some help down low. I think that's that's what we're agreeing with here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean mean, that's fair.
1: Uh, You got you guys are ganging up on me here. I'm going think about this from a Milwaukee standpoint. We like they like their players. With very little experience and very raw players, it, mm-hmm. it's it's all about the potential and, and what the upside could be, and athleticism yep. and wingspan. And it's just it comes down to Bam is a great fit here because his upside is crazy high. We've seen his motor, we've seen what he can do. He is a he's built, but he can still put on a lot more muscle and weight, mm-hmm. like to fight down low. I, I just think the upside of having someone as young as he is, but with the potential that he has, they're in. They I think you said like Monroe's contract is coming up.
0: Uh, he's got a year after, them. yeah. So he's got one more year.
1: Yeah, so it's it's perfect. It's a transitionary period. You let him play, and I just, I just love Bam. I mean, I think it's no surprise to anyone who's listened to us talk about college basketball this year. I think he's super valuable, and I think he'll be a, a solid contributor to the Spock teams in the future.
0: Yeah, and that's that's the reason why I, I, I like Bam, but they don't need a power forward, because I think they're most likely going to end up sticking with Thon at power forward. He's mm-hmm. looked decent, and that's one you can, thing. You I mean, can shift
1: the two, though. That's the thing is you can run them both on the floor at the same time.
0: I think that going with a Justin Patton, who's more fit down low, is a guy who's better down low, and, and he's going to fill in for that Greg Monroe situation better. He's not a guy that can rebound, but then again, you have Giannis, you have Thon Maker. Those guys are very aggressive on the boards. Uh, Chris Middleton is a bad rebounder. Jabari Parker is well, uh, Justin Patton's that guy can that can stick down low. Uh, I know understand Bam's ability, but Justin Patton's way more fluid, at least on the offensive side. And I, I I just think that Justin Patton's size is something that they'll like more than Bam. You know, being six nine, being a guy that should be playing the power forward. Um, I think that they'll rather keep Thon on the outside and get a guy that can grab boards and at least can be effective as a big on the offensive side. And Justin Patton, I think that that would be the best fit uh, for Milwaukee. Ricky, is that pretty much lining up with you?
2: I'm going with the center, and I picked Patton over the next guy that I had in my centers was Ike from UCLA. And the thing that I think about a little bit from Dave talking when Dave's like, you know what, the Bucks like these inexperienced guys, I think that because center— might be a little bit more of a need for the box. Well
0: Justin Patton's the, just an experience as well. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but it's one of those it's, things. It's more of a
0: raw. But like they, they can mold them what they need. Maybe well, I, I, like, Justin Patton's raw too.
2: Like it's going to be Patton or Ike to me. And Ike's the guy where he's a little bit more raw than Patton. So if we're going with that route, I would go Ike over Bam for Dave's situation, but I'm going to go Patton in the center.
0: And now let's move on to Indiana a team that had a tough, tough first round. Larry Bird now stepping down mm-hmm. uh, in his position going to be a consultant. Uh you I look at Indiana And I look at they need guard help, a a bigger guard as well. Um, You know, I looked at Monta Ellis, and that was one reason why him coming off the bench, he he couldn't do anything. He couldn't do anything shooting-wise, couldn't do anything defensively. I look at them, they need guard help. I'm going with Luke Kennard uh, being a guy that can play that uh, two. I don't know if he can play the one exactly. um, But, you know, C.J. Miles is a guy that struggles shooting. Uh, Obviously, we saw that missing the first shot in game one. He's a good Um,
1: three-point shooter.
0: Canard might be better, and that's Mm -hmm. why I'm going Luke Luke Canard at Duke. I think that his ability to score might bolster this team, at least off the bench. I think that Luke Canard might be a a decent addition if Paul George says. right. And
2: the one thing that I kind of looked at with the Pacers, and of course this is a little bit of a microcosm thing I'm going with, but when they were looking for final shots in that series against the Cavs, they weren't able to do anything because it was like, oh, just double-team Paul George, and there was no movement off of anything, no pick-and-roll, no anything. And if you get a Luke Kennard, he's a guy that can make plays off of the pick-and-roll. Yeah, he's an out player. And score. So long. you can have Paul George there because they got to make a decision. Are they still going to build around him or trade him? This is a guy that gives them a playmaker, a scorer, and a guy who can do that on the wing.
1: And I'm on the other end because I don't have faith in Paul George long <laughs> term, so I'm going Tyler Lydon here, which may be a reach for some people, but mm-hmm. again, it fits a need, which is you need to have a security blanket there because if Paul George ends up leaving, you're not going to get strap Valley if he's traded, if he walks at the end of the year. it's mm-hmm. just You're just fucked, so you might as well take Tyler Lydon here. I like the, I like him. I, I mean, out of Fair. Syracuse, he's a good player. Gliding Lydon. He, he, he is a great backup plan for Paul George
0: yeah I, I, I think that, that's my fit and he's, he's a guy too that um, and he's, he's 6'10 big yeah. guy uh, he's a, he's a decent shooter from the outside. Yep. I don't know if he's going to be Paul George esque uh, in, in, in you know being I an mean Paul George, yeah, I say being Paul an all star. But uh, you know he's a, he's a guy that can at least fill in in, in that spot. Um, yeah. I understand that movement. If you do think Paul George is going, I've got that I think fear. I think Paul might stay for at least a year. I think that's why they're going to go with Kennard. Let's go to Atlanta though. Uh, we're looking at Atlanta. I think they need help because Paul Millsap will be going, uh, or at least they need help at that power forward spot. Obviously they got Dwight. Um, I look at this. Uh, there's not a lot of guards that I think fit with their team, so that's mm-hmm. why I got T.J. Leaf going with them very athletic guy, very, a guy that can shoot from deep, a guy that's very mobile. I think comparing him with a guy like um, with, I think he's very he's he, he's a guy that kind of fits that mold of Paul Millsap, maybe uh, you know, definitely not as big, definitely not as aggressive on the boards, uh, definitely not good as defensively as Paul Millsap, but at least offensively, a guy that can roam in and out, a guy that's athletic and tackle rim. that's why I'm going with TJ Leaf.
2: But can he trash talk with the Morris Twins? That's the big thing. They've got to fill the no. Millsap shoes, but I totally agree with you, TJ Leaf, and the reason why I kind of go this way is what's the one thing we kind of look for now in power forwards is that ability to stretch the floor, mm-hmm. to shoot from deep, and it's one of those things where looking at the Hawks, ever since they traded Kyle Korver this year, it was one part of their game that they lost a little bit, I know it's not the same position as Korver, but it can kind of give a little juice to the arm to that three-point game.
0: Well, Dave, you have a different pick than us. You do have a UCLA guy. I, I have do have Ike the, from UCLA. You have the first appearance of Ike and in, and Igbogu. I'm gonna f- I'm gonna fuck up these. Yeah, names you're so yeah. being bold at the last Ike names. Me and Dave guys. We, we gotta Frank try. Frank and Ike. We gotta try. Yep. It's Ike and Nobu a- and Igbogu. Frank and Ike and Igbogu. <laughs> I could type it, Anik Bogu. Yep. But he got I, Bogu I like going. him
1: going because I like the... I guess I'm just all about succession playing. I think that he, he is a great gamer they on the post. They signed
0: for a long time. What's up? They signed Dwight for a long time, though.
1: I know, but Dwight's health has always been a concern. <laughs> Fair. I mean, if, if you take his just last four years... Date. the game's I know.
0: Played. <laughs> just it's okay. okay. But
1: but how many games have you played in the last four years? Right. I I think he could learn from Dwight. I think there's definitely that... The, the good thing mm-hmm. here is he's he's developed at post presence game. He's a good shot blocker, and he gives you better depth. Um, and they can, I, I think that's it's value for them because I maybe it's just me and doubting Dwight. I don't have a whole lot of faith in him. I like him, but Dwight? like he's just
0: not healthy. I mean, you real quick, make free I mean, he did play his most games since twenty twelve. This, this, this game. yeah, yeah. seventy four games. So his I mean, that's most games in the last five years. That's not yeah. terrible. Seventy four games. He only missed eight games. Yeah, that's not This bad. one year. Yeah.
1: And the year before that, and the year before that, and the year before that. Well,
0: the year before that, 71. So that's only a three game <laughs> drop off. 41 was bad. Um, but then you look at 71, 76, and the year before that, you got hurt. Then 78, 82, 79, 82, I just, 82. I just 82, like 82. to pick, man. Yeah, just let let me have a pick. Hey, I'm just, I'm just saying. Just Dwight, Dwight pick, had his man. most healthy season, but I like the idea of learning from Dwight because Ike is very. You might raw. as well pair him. And he's very raw. Yeah, yep. and let's go to Portland again. Portland making their second appearance. You're going to make another appearance as well later on here. Uh, the pick I have him is going with Isaiah Hartenstein. Uh, he is a German forward. I think that his ability, his, he's, very, he's very big. Um, he's not as athletic as a guy like Kristaps. I and mean, Kristaps is probably going to be the guy we compare every uh, international forward to. Um, he's a guy that um, kind it's of fits that role. Um, he's not as athletic and, and as good as a shooter as Kristaps, that's why he's mm-hmm. going uh, later. But at least with Portland, he's a guy that you might be able to sit on, might be able to develop, and he might be able a guy that can be a decent fourth player for you and a decent starter for you. I look at him, I think that his mobility, um, his range as well is something that is, is really nice and, and, and could be a nice addition to this team uh, for, for Portland.
2: I got to go with a familiar face, a guy that Dave had going to the Pacers, but I got him going two picks later to Portland as Tyler Lydon. He's another guy we mentioned at pick 15, they need shooting. Mm-hmm. I go ahead, give him another guy who can shoot, and also at the three, this guy can play defense and block some shots for it's him. a
0: lot of shooting there, Ricky. Mm-hmm. You oh, you want, you want guys shooting? That shooting. Yeah, <laughs> I, I
1: shooting. got Kanad. I'm It's just, at this point, it's best player because yeah. I feel like his value is there, and it might give them the balls to move somebody else who's been underperforming. And Alan Krab? And Alan Crabb. Yeah, Alan Crabb
0: yeah. sucks. Well, I don't think they're going to be able to move his contract. That contract is yeah. shit.
1: I know, but they, they can make it happen, man. No, Portland, well, I got
0: faith in them turning around. Well, you got him going with Jared Allen and Luke Kennard. I think that's a nice pair. And you got him going with a ton of shooting. And Tyler Lydon. 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 Tyler Lydon. Who was the other player you picked? And uh, 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 Terrence, Terrence Ferguson. Terrence Ferguson. And then I Jeez. got I got him going with, uh, with OG with and Steen Isaiah. And OG. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I think I think it's fun. Uh, Portland will make a, mm-hmm. another appearance at 26. Yeah, so let's move on. Yeah, we're going to see to that next uh, bunch, let's go to 21, Oklahoma City. We got up first for me, Tyler Lydon. I think it's an obvious pick here. You look at Audrey Roberson's ability or lack of ability to shoot. He mm-hmm. needs some shooting. Uh, his ability to play small forward, I think that would be a nice fit for uh, for uh, Oklahoma City. So why not take up Tyler Lydon out of Syracuse? Ricky, who do you got him going with?
2: Oh, and that's the same reason I got him going with uh, Rodion's uh, Cortex out of uh, Barcelona. So he tried. And this I mean... Guy. Well, it's the thing where he can score, and I don't like Roberson because he can't shoot free throws. So he's useless on the court and just replace him, get a guy who—I know it's not like an exact like he comes in and replaces him because he didn't get a lot of playing time with
0: Barcelona,
2: but he can come in and develop.
0: Roberson isn't pointless. He's a great defender. He just can't shoot a free throw. Damn and that You can pointless. work on you can work on that in the offseason. But he with.
1: doesn't, obviously. Yeah. I've got them going Maybe with, uh, he
0: gets cold feet. Maybe ooh. he hits 99 out of 100 in practice, but then he gets cold feet. I don't believe feet. that.
1: I don't believe that even it's a little. It's only your name Shaq. Yeah, I was going to say.
0: <laughs> I, I just got him going best player available here with
1: uh, TJ Leaf. I know they took Sabonis last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sabonis kind of fell off the map a little bit, to be honest, though. So I think that TJ Leaf could give them another spark of scoring. Really, it's just scoring. If you could have get get some scoring, shooting. Yeah, yeah that, that's the whole thing. It's like... Look, if you can add another quality shooter out there for Russell Westbrook to pass to, he, he don't give a fuck what position you play. I yeah.
2: mean, last year they took your favorite power forward. What if they took your pa- favorite power forward this year and bam.
0: Bam, bam you, still available on Ricky thunder? and my board because he's going next to Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn. Uh, for both Ricky and I. Ricky, why do you got him uh, going to Brooklyn?
2: This is just a BPA pick for me. I mean, the Nets could basically go with anything, so... If they sit there and see Bam there, they'd be like, fuck it, let's lick our chops and take him.
0: I agree. That's the reason why I had Harry Giles mostly going to the Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was last... Uh, no, I, I'm going higher than that, but I think Harry yeah. Giles uh, would be a nice fit for them, uh, but I think Bam's better and doesn't have the injury problems.
1: Uh, I've got Justin Patton just... I mean, we basically just flipped the two, mm-hmm. I mean, for these two picks. Uh, Patton, again, I think he's a great fit because he's got that similar stride to Brolo, and... Uh, Think it fit in really nicely.
0: Yeah, I mean, looking at this, I think I think you know, learning from Brolo, at least offensively uh, for Pat, and I spec, I just don't, I, mean, I just don't see him going that that, that low. That's all. That's all. Yep. That's all I see for them. Well, let's move on to twenty-three. The pick that I have is your boy Rodions Uh You're looking at him. Looking at Toronto, uh, Toronto. You know, obviously PJ Tucker uh, getting older. Also, you know, trading for him is, is he's got a one-year contract. Demarai hasn't been fantastic for the Toronto Raptors, uh, but he's still got contract left. You get Rodeons, He's a guy that can draft and stash. You Guy that can develop. Uh, I know they went with Bruno before. He really hasn't panned out, but you know, looking at, um, I, I keep forgetting. Bruno he's...
1: just did great in uh, summer league or not summer league? Uh, D league though.
0: Yeah, but then again, can't, he can't he that. He doesn't bring it up to. Uh, you know, when he's he's like, one year away from being one year away. Yeah. That's uh, always the story. Yeah, <laughs> and then you also look at Mazayuri, Maz uh, the the GM, or the president of Toronto. I don't know. He's a, he's a guy that's taken chances on uh, international players before, so I'll, I'll go with Rodion's uh, fit in there for Toronto. Who you got, Ricky?
2: I got a pseudo-draft and stash, and the reason why is because of his injury troubles <laughs> and Harry Giles. It's one of those things that's where insulting. You, can, you can just he's take He's still going to play. It, yeah, but it's one of those things where you can... Draft him and not expect him to bear a lot of the load, and can kind of ease him into the whole culture there, and just make sure that those knees are right before coming in and just taking over. Mm-hmm. See,
1: I'm going with uh, Ivan Rob here because I want someone who can play day one. Who, can he? Yeah. You mean the lottery guy from last year?
0: Yeah. The guy who was terrible. <laughs>
1: he, a he wasn't terrible. He just didn't do. He it didn't as have Jalen Brown next to him. Yeah, I would say He's when bad. when your team gets worse. You, you don't always have the best opportunities there. I feel like he's somebody who can come in and play in Toronto, and I, th- I think fit-wise, we're all talking about the same general spot, so it's just, mm-hmm. they need to address it, and I think he'll do a fine job.
0: Yeah, alright, let's move on now. Uh, looking at number 24, Utah's first appearance here, We're looking at Harry Giles for me, I, again, I think that his athleticism, you know, coming out of high school, a very ta- uh, a highly touted prospect. You obviously have the ACL problems. Uh, but, you know, look at Derek Favors. He didn't have the greatest years. He was also banged up. So why not try another kid who's banged up? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of potential with Harry Giles. It's, it, it, it's really, can he stay healthy? Um, I think that's a really big if. But then again, that potential is there. So with Utah having two picks, maybe take a risk, maybe try to go out and Giles. I think that Harry Giles could be a nice fit, especially next to Gobert.
2: Yeah. And I mean, forward is a position where it's like, hey, you know what? They're going to have to address it. I got them addressing it with their second pick, to be honest. With this one, I mean, I go with the shooting guard in Mitchell, and it's mainly because Rodney Hood I haven't been 100% on. Um, and this is one that can just add depth to that position, and you can just see in time what kind of happens with it.
0: Dave, you got the same pick. And yeah. Are you also iffy on Rodney Hood?
1: I'm not iffy on Rodney Hood. I just like adding depth and scoring here because I think they they have a solid team. And what I'm watching the playoffs, I'm not super concerned. Mm
0: -hmm. So I
1: I think Diamond Mitchell is a player who can give them some more bench scoring and I just like the value.
0: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too iffy on, on Rodney Hood either. I mean, a guy that can shoot 40% from three, uh, I'm not too iffy on him, but at least looking at Donovan Mitchell, a guy that can bring a lot of athleticism, mm-hmm. uh, maybe be a spark off the bench like Joe Johnson's Ben. I mean, obviously, completely so different chill. players. Completely so different chill. players because uh, Donovan Mitchell's more off the ball and not a great ball handler and great scorer uh, like Jay, uh, Joe Johnson's been. Uh, yep. the, the resurgence of Joe Johnson, uh, but uh, Donovan Mitchell might be a nice pick. I, I'm still going with Giles though, just because that potential might be too much to pass mm-hmm. so, up. Uh, let's move on to Orlando now, number two. 25, a guy that I just trashed, Ivan Rob going here. Again, potential He's big. You need some help down low. I mean, after Aaron Gordon, you don't have really a true power forward. Ivan Robb could be a guy that can develop. Uh, I know they went with Zimmerman last year out of, what was that, UNLV? They went with Zimmerman last year out of UNLV. The But he didn't get a lot of playing time, mm-hmm. uh, and he could also play center as well. So looking at Ivan Robb, you already go with um, uh, De'Aaron Fox early on, get some help down low. I think Ivan Robb's a nice player for uh, Orlando to take well, up.
2: And the thing I love about this pick is if you look at yours compared to mine and Dave, you can see how that top five pick affects this pick mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for the Magic, because you had him go on point guard. No reason to go point guard here for you. In my mind, I had him going Jason Tatum along with Dave. Yep. That's why right now you got to go with Evan out of Oklahoma State. Get that point guard that you can either have behind Alfred Payton, or, hey, if he flourishes in his potential shows, maybe overtakes Payton, but you got to take him and get your... Tatum and point guard kind of a one two punch in the first round.
1: Same reason you're going with Jawan Evans? Pretty much. I I like Jawan Evans. He can create his own shot. He's decent at distributing the ball. You know, he shot 37% from three this year, uh, but not a ton of volume there. So. I think that again it's just fit for the team and it's, it's a insurance policy in case you really don't want don't really have faith
0: you know mm-hmm. Yeah all right let's move on now to Portland another third time they're they're on here mm-hmm. uh looking at Portland they have the uh, you have pick. enough picks? Well they have Cleveland's pick. They they this was cl- supposed to be Cleveland's pick yeah. next year I think uh but it's a free up cap space it so was something mm-hmm. weird uh going on with that but Portland's picking a 26 I got them going with Ike and Nobu I'm not too high on him I think that you know he didn't play a lot at UCLA he's a mm-hmm. guy that didn't show a lot so maybe the combine shoots him up Yep uh, uh, but looking at Ike, I think that he could be a nice fit. A, a talent that, you know, when you have three picks like this, you can go out and get a guy and take a risk take on a risk, him. Yeah. Um, because I don't know if it's technically a draft in Sash because he's still going to play for you. But, he could be a dealer. Um, he could be a dealer. So I, think, I think that Ike uh, could be a nice fit. Yeah. Um, you know, Nurkic isn't the guy that's super athletic. Ike can be a guy that's, you know, pretty hyper athletic. So I'll go with Ike here. Uh, Ricky, you're going with uh, Isaiah.
2: And the reason why I'm going Isaiah, this could be, it's one of those either add depth down low or be a draft and stash. Whichever way you want to work it, that's what you're going to do with this one.
1: Yeah, I've got Radonis for draft and stash. I just think that it makes sense for them. I mean, he's not a bad player right now, but they don't have an immediate need. With all of these picks this year, they just don't have the (laughs) roster space at this point. Mm -hmm. So you let him sit overseas, see how he develops, and you know call him one ready.
0: All right, let's move on to Brooklyn here. Second appearance from Brooklyn. uh, And a familiar face, Donovan Mitchell, the guard out of Louisville. A guy that's super athletic. Um, I know they went with two guards last year Mm -hmm. uh, from Seton Hall. uh, Blanket on his name, and they also went with uh, Karis LeVert. um, Whitehead. Whitehead, thank you. Um, But looking at that position, uh, Whitehead didn't do too much, at least Mm -hmm. uh, for Brooklyn this year. Uh, Mitchell's a guy that's super athletic. Uh, it could be a nice addition to their team again. You know, just trying to find something from Brooklyn. You're picking deep, but a team that's rebuilding, so maybe Donovan Mitchell can can really uh, be something that flourishes for you because of his athleticism. Ricky, you got i I'm a, going the senior, other guard, senior right? leader,
2: Josh Hart, and this is one where I kind of agree with you, Sean. And not to uh, spoil anything, but you had him in your mock draft last year until he went back to college. But I wanted Josh Hart to go to the Spurs, but I feel like this was a pick that the Nets just couldn't pass up. With this veteran leadership right
1: here at twenty-seven, that's in Harry Giles. It just makes sense, guys. I don't know why you're questioning it. it, <laughs> well, it just we already works. have that Harry did, Giles yeah, on board. I know, I know. <laughs> For me personally, though, that's where I've got him landing, and it makes perfect sense because. You, you've got concerns about his health, but you can let him come on over time. There's no rush. It's not like this is a team trying to compete next year.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right, let's move on to 28. Uh, Los Angeles Lakers, they already picked up uh, at least Alonzo uh, mm-hmm. Ball and Dave and I's mock mm-hmm. draft. They picked up Markel Fultz and yours. Uh, I'm I'm li- flip them. Um, did it? No, you're no, right. No, yeah, I no. picked Boston. I'm Sean flipping knows them in shit. my head.
2: I'm flipping him in this my head. It's okay. It's okay.
0: Anyways, Los Angeles. Uh, I got him go with Jordan Bell out of Oregon. I thought he had a phenomenal tournament filling in for uh what was it uh I can't I'm blanking on his name. It's a something sort of French name though. Uh the guy the guy who got Boucher. banged up. Boucher, thank you. Uh Boucher. Like yep. Yeah. <laughs> Boucher got banged. <laughs> Boucher got banged up and Bell had to take over. I, I looked at Bell's athleticism, I looked at his length. That guy attacks, tax and I know that you know you look at um at least uh you got Tarek ter- yeah, Tarek Black yep. uh, for Los Angeles. You also got Zubak, uh, who who they like. Um, you know, Randall's there as well, but Bell can bring that energy off the bench. Kind of similar to a guy like Larry Nance, and that's why I'm going with I him. Love Nance because and you know that super athletic uh, and a guy that's high energy. Uh, bringing in a guy like Jordan Bell can be a real kick in the ass for a team off the bench. I think Jordan Bell's a nice pick for Los Angeles.
1: Yeah, that. See, I'm, I'm personally, I, I I can respect Jordan Bell. I just think he'll be there later. Um, I like Cinderius Thornwell, a guy who had a fantastic mm-hmm. tourney performance and who, you know, he is a senior, so he is a little more, he's got that veteran presence So you're going double
2: guard in the first round? Yeah.
1: Mm, okay. Look, th- this is a team that, come on, you, you can't tell me that after losing uh, Lou Williams off the bench that you need, don't need more scoring from that guard position. Mm-hmm. And I know that Lonzo Ball will be a great distributor and having him play one and... 1-1A with uh, De- uh, D'Angelo Russell is awesome, but having Thornwell and Clarkson as your backup, oh, come on. That would be awesome. I,
2: I got him going big. I got Ike. And it's one of those things where he does not need to step in and, and be someone Moscow, right away, though. but... Yeah, but Mozgov isn't going to be there forever. That contract's going to get moved. Three let's more be years. Three <laughs> <I was gonna laughs> more he years. You literally just. I mean, that. you could you could try to find a trade partner for a Give uh, away a first to get a kind of dump a cap dump, and I mean, Ike's a guy where for that one year, let him kind of mold into it, and then mm-hmm. boom, he's the backup to Zubat.
0: And now we're moving yep. on to twenty nine, the Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Moving on to one and the Spurs, uh, a player that I've been mocking consistently, it's Josh Hart, a guy that is a spur by by every single nature. They need a point guard. Josh, i want him to go there. Josh Hart's a leader. He's a guy that can score. He's a guy that can facilitate. I think he's a guy similar to Danny Green who got overlooked, and I think Josh Hart will be overlooked. I think the Spurs realize his potential. I think Josh Hart is going to be a phenomenal spur one day.
2: No, I'm just going best guard available, and that's Andrew Jones out of Texas. It's that easy. Move right along.
1: Yeah, I've, same. I just think... Look, when when we're talking about this Spurs team, their biggest deficit is at point guard and mm-hmm. just the aging of these players. So you go with one of the younger players in this draft. I think Josh Hart, while he's a good player, I, I just feel much more confident in the facilitating... Of um, God name Andrew Jones,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. And now looking at number thirty, Utah that got this one from Golden State. Uh, I, you know they went with the forward earlier. You guys had him going with a guard, so I'm picking having him pick up a guard. Uh, George Hill, uh, his contract's coming up soon. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, getting a guy like Juwan Evans possibly being a, a filler later on. Uh, you already talked about him. His scoring ability, he's a decent passer. I think Juwan Evans could be a nice fit over in Utah. You got him going with Ivan Rob,
2: though. I got him going. Rob being the last guy in the first round before we start the second round, and it's one of those things where he's the best kind of forward available for me, and that's why Utah picks him up because they went with the guard first.
1: And you're going- Isaiah, because best player available. It yeah. just makes sense. Is if he going to come over, or, or is going to be a draft instead? They got the option. Okay. I, I don't really know where Utah stands right now. They, they've they got some contracts, that, stuff coming up right now, which is why I'm like... Maybe they're gonna move him already, but we'll we'll have to wait and see.
0: Yeah, I mean Hartenstein, uh, he's a guy that I'm really high on, so I, I don't think he's gonna go past 20. But you know that'd be a perfect fit there yep. uh, for Utah because if he develops, he's he's a guy that has a lot of potential. Absolutely, uh, like I said, he's not you go know, Chris Stops uh, exactly, but he's a mm-hmm. guy that can be very similar to Chris Stops and, and yep. a, a guy that's uh, you know very fluid. But final thoughts: what's the, what's the biggest surprise looking at all three of our mock drafts for you, Ricky?
2: I mean, for me, the biggest surprise overall is I mean just to see the difference between of how all three of us kind of think and yep. go at things like mm-hmm. I mean I, I think even though he didn't slide too far like Jason Tatum I thought you kind of had sliding a little bit that too was more
0: because of a it wasn't a fit I, mm-hmm. I, I thought I explained it at least decently you know, oh, I mean I'm not look, saying look you're at, wrong yeah. I'm just
2: saying it was a surprise went, Phil, Philadelphia yeah.
0: doesn't need Tatum mm-hmm. um, I don't think they're gonna go with De'Aaron Fox because he can't shoot Monk is the best fit for him but it's just a high pick for him and then Following him, I don't think uh, you know he doesn't fit with um, uh, Minnesota. And then mm-hmm. looking at Orlando, I think De'Aaron Fox has more star potential. That's all.
1: That that's interesting. I I, I can respect that. I just disagree that uh, De'Aaron Fox has more star potential. Uh, I think that Jay Tatum is... uh, Jay Tay, as I like to call him. Jay Tay. Uh, For D-Rod. He's going to be legit. Um, My biggest thing is, like, I I try to put myself, like, when you talk about different drafting styles, Mm -hmm. me, I was trying to think of the team as, like, what the owners done in the past and, Mm -hmm. like, what kind of similar moves they would try to do in this situation. Not necessarily what I would draft in these situations the whole way. Because some of these where I was like, I'm on the fence. What would their owner do? What has their owner done kind of thing to help guide me?
0: Yeah, and, and the biggest surprise for me is I think that all of our top ten prospects are the same. Yeah, I are locked in. I think you look at the, the lack of a point, uh, you know, the, the it's uh, such a top-heavy point guard draft, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and then it's a, such a heavy forward draft behind there. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing that you look at. Um, you look at this, and I think the top ten prospects, they're pretty much nailed down. I don't think any, any guy, maybe Zach Collins would make an appearance, but that's the only guy I can see really jumping into the top ten. Uh, but really, um, it's a top-heavy draft, and there are a lot of different, um, a different. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stars in this draft. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's going to come yeah, out. I we, the of, yeah, I think last year was more star potential. Yeah,
1: I called it last year. I got a lot of shit for it, but I, I said it. It was last year's more of a role player draft. There, there are a couple, like literally like three potential guys who are like standout. Like you could be a legit star in this league, and the rest of these guys are like nice contributing pieces to teams and i got again i feel like i got a lot of shit for this year i feel like it's, it's very much a different draft this year there are a lot of like this is my anchor this is going to be my guy on my team for the next 5 years guaranteed like i'm going to love watching him every single game
0: yep all right let's let's, let's going to wrap it up let's going to wrap it up boys thank you so much for watching if you're watching on youtube thank you so much so for just hit that like button and that subscribe button we in for a the while. season <laughs> do you do of that every week? draft nfl draft's gone we're the main fucking show uh, now, because it's the NBA draft time, it's it, it's the NBA podcast. Oh, we still okay. got we still got playoffs coming. We still got all that coming, but we got to cover the draft too as well. Way uh, too we, we still got to cover the, the NBA draft because <laughs> that's that's the next one coming up. So actually, then I'll be draft might uh, be before, but who cares about that? The NBA draft is coming Isn't soon. The
2: NHL draft before too? Yeah, you're doing an hmm. NHL draft, right? Yeah, dude, right, Sean's you, gonna do the mock
0: NBA draft uh, coming up soon. We're super pumped for it. Tell us uh, your mock draft in the comments down below. Also, if you download us on Block Radio, thank you so much for downloading us. Uh, if you're on YouTube. Thank Thank you so much again. And uh, for Dave, for Ricky, I'm Sean. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.